Well, hello and welcome back for episode 10. We have made it 10 episodes into this thing. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, we're really excited today. We're going to be talking about, um, we're going to be in John 18. We'll, yeah. we'll use that as sort of a jumping off point. Um, but before we do that, um, we have a very serious announcement that we need to make. And I'm going to turn this over to Pastor Derek uh, for this announcement. <clears throat> That's right. Um, on Sunday, March 15th, at approximately 11, 12 a.m., I unintentionally spoiled a minor detail of the award-winning Frozen 2. For that, I offer my sincerest apologies. And I would ask that if Assistant Chief Michael Fowler could find it in the depths of his soul to forgive my transgression. Oh, bless him. Transgression. I would really appreciate that he try. That's it. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for owning up to that incredible transgression. That I hope did. that you can put some like really like um, music over that. Would yeah, be I'll, like I'll see what I can do. I'll see if I can find the saddest music somber possible. piano yeah, yeah. music. I think would be great yeah, there. I'll, I'll see what we can find. I'll see what we can do. Or since Michael has requested that we have some. Uh, DJ techno music, maybe that's what you put there. That potentially could work too. That potentially could work. Um, but yes, in all seriousness, um, if you're a Disney Plus fan, go watch Frozen 2. That's it's right. out there and, uh, you know, it's good stuff. We have watched it a million times before uh, it was on Disney Plus <laughs> yeah. and a million times since. As have we, and we own the soundtrack, <laughs> yes. and so we know all the music. Um, yep. Maybe maybe in a future podcast. Could be. I'm, could I'm, be. I'm could not going to say never. That's true. I could. Seeing every lyric of every song. <laughs> as could I, as could yeah, I. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so uh, moving on from that. Um, so we, these are crazy times yeah. uh, to be alive, right? Um, yeah. I'm sure that we're not the first people to say that. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so uh, we are in kind of a, um, a crazy time in our country and in the way life is having to go. Um, uh, because of this whole virus thing that's yeah. happening. Um, and so <clears throat> today, um, I think that it's important for us to be reminded of the fact that God is still in control. Yeah. Um, we have we, we are not people without hope in, in this yeah. life. And, um, and so what we want to do today is we're going to look at John chapter 18 and then maybe um, look at something that's not typically a focus in in John chapter 18 because John chapter 18 is where we see the betrayal and arrest of Jesus um, and so we're gonna read through this uh, and then we're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna talk for a few minutes about um, something that we see uh, kind of a theme that we see right. repeated in this in this chapter so um, <clears throat> let me read uh, it's a little bit of a lengthy chapter but I'm gonna read it for us so that we get the whole context and then uh, we'll talk okay John chapter 18 starting verse 1. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley, where there was a garden which he and his disciples entered. Now Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Judas, having procured a band of soldiers and some officers from the the chief priests and the Pharisees, went there with lanterns and torches and weapons. Then Jesus, knowing all that would happen to him, came forward and said to them, Whom do you seek? 
And they answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus said to them, I am he. Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with them. When Jesus said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. So he asked them again, Whom do you seek? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. So if you seek me, let these men go. This was to fulfill the word that he had spoken. Of those whom you gave me, I have lost not one. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. So Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword into its sheath. Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me? So the band of soldiers and their captain and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him. And first they led him to Annas, for he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was high priest that year. It was Caiaphas who had advised the Jews that it would be expedient that one man should die for the people. Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. Since that disciple was known to the high priest, he entered with Jesus into the court of the high priest. But Peter stood outside at the door. So the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to the servant girl who kept watch at the door and brought Peter in. The servant girl at the door said to Peter, You also are not one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now the servants and the officers had made a charcoal fire because it was cold, and they were standing and warming themselves. Peter also was with them standing and warming himself. The high priest then questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. Jesus answered him, I have spoken openly to the world. I've always taught in the synagogues and in the temple where all the Jews come together. I've said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? Ask those who've heard me what I said to them. They know exactly what I said. When he had said these things, one of the officers standing by Jesus struck him with his hand, saying, Is that how you answer the high priest? And Jesus answered him, If what I said is wrong, bear witness about the wrong. But if what I said is right, why do you strike me? Annas then sent him bound to Caiaphas the high priest. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself, so they said to him, You also are not one of his disciples, are you? And he denied it, and he said, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, Did not I see you in the garden with him? And Peter again denied it, and at once the rooster crowed. <clears throat> then they led Jesus from the house of Caiaphas to the governor's headquarters. It was early in the morning. They themselves did not enter the governor's house so that uh, they would not be defiled, but could eat the Passover. So Pilate went outside to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered him, If this man were not doing evil, would we, not have de- or we would not have delivered him over to you. Pilate said to them, take, yourselves, or take him yourselves and judge him by your own law. And the Jews said to him, It is not lawful for us to put anyone to death. This was to fulfill the word that Jesus had spoken to show by what kind of death he was going to die. So Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord, or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and your chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered into and or delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. And Pilate said to him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say that I'm a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. 
Pilate said to him, What is truth? After he had said this, he went back outside to the Jews and told them, I find no guilt in him, but you have a custom that I should release one man to you at the Passover. So do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? And they cried again, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. All right, so um, kind of a heavy chapter. Um, a lot happens very quickly. Um, and um, typically, uh, when people read through this passage, they look at the betrayal, uh, the arrest. They look at the, the mock trial that Jesus has to go through. Um, but for our purposes today, um, we're going to have a discussion on this theme. And we see this theme in verse 9, mm-hmm. in verse 27, and again in verse 32. And that theme is... Jesus' faithfulness to the words of prophecy um, that and we see. Uh, let, me, let me just read it again for us. Um, verse 9 says, This was to fulfill the word that, ha- that he had spoken of those whom you gave me. I have not lost one. Uh, verse 27, we see Peter again denied that he was a uh, disciple and at once the rooster crowed. And that fulfills uh, another prophecy that Jesus had spoken. And then finally in verse 33, we see this was to fulfill the word that Jesus had spoken to show by what kind of death he was going to die. Um, and so let's have a discussion for just a moment about Jesus's faithfulness to um, do everything that had said would be done. Um, and, and I think this comes... It's important that this comes right on the hills, heels of chapter 17, where the entire theme is God's glory. Right. Um, and so talk for a second about Jesus' faithfulness to those prophecies and how that ties in with God's glory. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when Jesus prays in chapter 17, he's praying to God uh, about what's about to happen. Jesus knows that it's what God had, God the Father had set out for him, you yeah. know. And that is ultimately to glorify God through His sacrifice. Right. So here it is. I mean, yeah. um, he 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 turns. I mean, you turn the page of the Bible, but he turns the page of prayer to betrayal to Peter's denying him mm-hmm. to being before Pilate and in a trial to uh, all the way to the release of Barabbas or the preferred release of Barabbas, yeah. uh, a robber over over Jesus, a man who has done nothing wrong. Right. Uh, these these are all promises uh, that were to come you know we what we what we see here is we see God's faithfulness mm-hmm. we see God's uh, faithfulness and Jesus's faithfulness to do what God said he's going to do I mean yeah. the fact that Jesus is even on the scene uh, is fulfilling uh, prophecy after prophecy after prophecy of the New Testament but these are things that are happening that Jesus has been talking about all along you yeah. know that he was Coming to do this. This is what he had come to do. Verse 9, uh, again, I have not lost one of those you've given me. This is to fulfill that that thing that Jesus says. Hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm doing this uh, to achieve what I've come to achieve. So, yeah. uh, I mean, the thing that we see again and again is that uh, Jesus, is, um, uh, Jesus is faithful to his word. He's yeah. faithful to what he had come to do all along. And he knew it was coming. He tried to prepare the disciples for that. Yeah. But uh, ultimately, here it is. It's happened, right? Yeah, I think that um, I think it's it's a, an incredible example for us mm-hmm. that um, you see that Jesus, um, like he says in verse, um, where is it at? In, in verses uh, thirty-seven and thirty-eight, where 
um, you know, Pilate asks him, so are you a king? And, and Jesus says, you say that I'm king, but for this purpose mm-hmm. I was born. And for this purpose I've come into the world mm-hmm. to bear witness to the truth. And um, and I think in that you could you could look and see that the, the truth that Jesus is referring to is what was found in the prophets, mm-hmm. what was found uh, in the Torah, what was yeah. found. All of these promises of God, right. Jesus is bearing witness to the fact that those things were true. Mm-hmm. Um, and and remaining faithful to the purpose that he came to the earth. Right. Um, because we we don't have, uh, in John's gospel, you don't get um, the prayer that Jesus prayed in the garden where right. he's saying, you know, God, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, you see that. And so there was this, this human side of Jesus that was saying, God, I, I don't want to go through the suffering that I'm about to have to go through, mm-hmm. but not my will, your will be done. Right. And so you see the faithfulness of Jesus mm-hmm. to the truth of what had already been spoken mm-hmm. uh, by the prophets, by the writings, by, by everything in the Old Testament yeah. leading up to this point. Um, and, and that's an incredible example for us that while, no, we are not Jesus, we're mm-hmm. not putting ourselves on the same plane as Jesus, but is an example for us to remain faithful and true and obedient to everything that, that we're taught in the New Testament as well. Yeah. I, I see another thing here about about God's faithfulness to his word and to mm-hmm. uh, what we see. Uh, it's very interesting because you look at uh, the Passover, right? So yeah. it's Passover time. In fact, Jesus just left the, the upper room with yeah. his disciples. Well, uh, it says here that the religious uh, leaders mm. don't even want to go into the headquarters right. because that will impede them from celebrating the Passover. They want to celebrate the Passover. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing about the Passover that they're missing completely mm-hmm. is that, um, I mean, these religious leaders are, are completely missing it, is that... Uh, the Passover, uh, yes, speaks to an event that took place uh, hundreds of years before, mm-hmm. with, where the Egyptians were leaving, or the Israelites were leaving, leaving Egypt, mm-hmm. uh, and and God sent the plague of uh, the firstborn dying, right? And then the blood is on the doorposts and the lentils. Uh, it would pass over, right? right? So that's what they're celebrating. They have celebrated this year after year. Yeah, and one one of the things we don't see in this passage, but one of the things that's happening at this very moment during Passover, is on the regular, Passover lambs are being mm-hmm. killed. Yeah, a priest will walk up to the city, uh, the temple's uh, precipice, uh, will blow a horn or shofar. Yeah, and at that blowing of that shofar, uh, a lamb's uh, is being sacrificed. His blood mm-hmm. is being spilt. Yeah. So the very thing that they are celebrating at this time mm-hmm. is really a foreshadowing of what they are about to be participants in. Right. So the very promise of God from long ago, from the Passover uh, forward, uh, that, it, that is this event pointing to what Jesus is coming to do, where the sacrificial lamb, Jesus, would eventually uh, die for the yeah. sins of the world, that, that, that um, you know, his, his sin or his, uh, his uh, taking on their sin and mm-hmm. his uh, being, um, uh, being killed on the cross right. would be uh, an atonement for those who believe. Um, these, these men are actually participating in that yeah. happening. Yeah. Which, you know, is has got to be crazy. So, Absolutely. but what we see that in all that is that God is faithful to do what He's gonna, what He said He's going to do. Absolutely. He's faithful to bring about this this redemption. He's faithful to bring about this salvation. He's faithful to do all these things, even when people get in the way, and even when people try to uh, kind of come about it their own way. He's yeah. faithful to do it. Absolutely, yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that um, 
for me, the thing that's so encouraging here is that you, you're also getting a glimpse of God's character in this, in that we, we have a faithful God that... Yes, Jesus, as God the Son, is being faithful to God the Father and doing what was promised long ago. Um, but we also see that we can trust that our God is faithful to fulfill the promises that are made after this point to mm-hmm. us as, as his followers that, um, that our God is faithful. Um, and so let's talk for a few minutes um, about God's faithfulness to us yeah. um, because I, I know that— um, you and I have example after example that we can mm-hmm. talk about of how God has been faithful to us. I, I know for for me personally, I, I I can look back over all of my life and see God's faithfulness. Um, but just in the last year of the faithfulness of, of going through uh, a very difficult situation and not knowing what God is doing, and yet through all of that, I can look back now with the advantage of perspective and thank God for perspective, but to look back and say, Look at how good God was mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, we, we didn't know what was next in our life as, mm-hmm. for our family. Um, we, you know, we're, we're in South Florida. Um, we don't, I, I didn't have a job and I um, didn't have any close family nearby. And so it's like, well, what in the world am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and while I wouldn't want to go through that again, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thankful that we did go through it because in those, in a moment like that, I, we didn't have anywhere else to go but to God, mm-hmm. and He was so faithful to lead us through that. Um, now that didn't mean that it was all great every day. Right? Yeah. We, we went through very difficult days mm-hmm. uh, in the last year, but um, but after going through those difficult days, and thank God that He didn't just reach down and pluck us up out of that, mm-hmm. but He walked with us through it, uh, and we're able to see. Um, I'm able to see in my life. Thank you, God, that you're so faithful that you you. You provided in ways that I, I would never have imagined. You mm-hmm. provided, uh, but then also I can use it to to show my children, kids. Look at how good our God is. Mm-hmm. That mommy and daddy didn't know what was going to happen here. Mm-hmm. We and we can't take any credit for, mm-hmm. for where we are now. But God was faithful to lead us through that. Mm-hmm. To promise us that He'll never leave us and forsake us. To show us that um, I have called you for this purpose, and I'm going to continue to use you for that purpose. Um, and and, and I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for the example that that I have in my life of God's faithfulness that that lines right up with with the faithfulness that we see in John mm-hmm. 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure you, you have examples like that in your life as well. I mean, I could sit here for the rest rest of our time together sure. and talk about it. But um, yeah. but yeah, like share share of how God's been faithful. Yeah, in your I mean, life. I think you know I've talked a lot about uh, here here at church and and even on the podcast a little bit about mm-hmm. you know my dad passing away and. Yeah. Um, you know, ultimately, my dad still passed away, but I, in that in that difficulty, and that's the hardest thing I've ever had to go through. Yeah. Uh, in that difficulty, I can see God's hand with me, walking with me through it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, just like you said. You know, he didn't he didn't end end the situation. You right. know, my dad still died, uh, but he um, he was with us mm. throughout throughout it. In fact, um, you know, I I sensed 
that I was was not forsaken by God. Yeah. You know, and I asked some I asked God some hard questions. God, yeah. why? You know, my dad doesn't deserve this. You know, he's he's a good man. He didn't he didn't get to retire. You know, I mean, all these yeah. things he wanted, and and, and and God's okay with those questions. Yeah. But those don't he, face him. Yeah, but he walked yeah. me through and helped me to see uh, his goodness uh, throughout that, and and how he provided uh, just the fact that my mom was able to stay home with my dad mm-hmm. because of a previous uh, botched. Uh, surgery she had she had to go on disability but yeah. had she not done that she wouldn't have got to spend the last year with my dad caring for him yeah. she would have had to work every day you know and so she was able to stay home with him and be with him during that time uh, mm-hmm. at his greatest need and so I mean that's one way you know um, uh, I, I've told that story a lot you know another thing is you know when we when we had Caroline we uh, we knew eventually we'd want to be uh, you know uh, if, if we could Allison could stay home and yeah. we that was something we were we just had kind of a conviction about or a burden about yeah um, uh, to do that uh, that was that was personal we understand that's just not everybody's yeah. uh, way of uh, approaching parenthood but that was just something we had kind of hoped for and prayed for and mm-hmm. um, uh, during that time, uh, Allison was making more money than me, <laughs> yeah. and uh, but um, you know that burden just kind of stayed and and was there, and so uh, we just kind of said, God, we feel like this is something we want to do and yeah. we'd like to do, and um, we saw God's hand in that, even though we went from. Um, you know, uh, two income salary, we literally cut it in half, actually more than half. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we we never wanted during that time. The Lord provided in, in so many cool ways that yeah. it was like uh, just confirmation from him that, yeah, this, you know, you know, he, he was taking care of us in the midst yeah. of that. So, uh, you know, and again, I could come up with yeah <laughs> so many examples, you know, uh, being a teenager and you know, and, and just having a sense of God's hand in my life um, when, when kind of things were just uh, unanswered and, and the assurance from him that, yeah. that was there. I mean, just again and again and again, man. Right. I think, um, you know, your story and my story they, and every, you know, tons of stories, they, they bring up a very great point, I think, that we often overlook is that God typically works in unexpected ways for mm-hmm. us. Um, that... You know, I I look back on situations in my life and go, well, yeah, that makes sense that right. he, that that God did it that way. But going through those situations, right. never in a million years would I have thought that this was how it would have worked yeah. out. Um, and so I I think to bring it back to to scripture, the scripture from today, I think if we were to have the opportunity to go back and ask the disciples, hey, um, when when do you think Jesus did his greatest work? Mm-hmm. Um, I I undoubtedly think that they would answer. All of them would answer. It was during that, those few days mm-hmm. when he was suffering on mm-hmm. our behalf, that substitutionary suffering, suffering that he did, and then when he died on our behalf, that mm-hmm. su- substitutionary atonement that, that mm-hmm. we see, um, that that was when he did the greatest work. But I don't think any of them would have said, "Oh yeah, I saw this coming." Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was yeah. I had this pegged, pegged all along. No. When, uh, when Jesus called me on the shore of Galilee, yeah, I knew. Oh, this dude's gonna die for me yeah. one day. Like, no. um, that none of them would have said that. No. Um, and yet God was so faithful to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that um, one of the great things that we get to experience now, especially in this crazy time that we're living in with stuff going on, things being shut down and, yeah. and having to go virtual with a lot of stuff, um, thank God that we have the opportunity to go virtual. Right. Um, because this is a perfect opportunity for us to have this discussion. Mm-hmm. Um 
And uh, at this point, you have no excuse. We know that you're out there because we know that you watched our videos. <laughs> we know that you were engaging with us online um, during, during our services. Um, but we would love to know how God has been faithful to you, yeah. uh, especially in a moment like this, yeah. uh, at a time like this. We need to remind each other of how good God is. Mm-hmm. It's good that we remind ourselves That's of right. these things. It's good that we remind ourselves of how good our God is. Um, and so we would love to know, what's your example? How, how have you seen God be faithful in your life? How have you seen God work and do the things that he promised he would do, but maybe in ways that you didn't expect? Um, and, and we would love to have that discussion. And maybe even we could, in the weeks ahead, continue this discussion yeah. and talk about some things that, that we've seen pop up. Um, but did you have anything else to add before we, we finish up today? No, I would I, I would just agree with you that you know we we'd love to hear your story. Yeah. Um. I think um, you know, one of the things uh, that we see throughout history is that um, looking back on epidemics mm-hmm. and these kind of things, that's where the church grew the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's where uh, faith, people's faith grew the most. That's where most uh, people came to revive or salvation. And so yeah. this is an opportunity for us to, to share with the world the hope we have in the Lord, the Absolutely. hope we have in yeah. His promises, the hope that we have in His faithfulness. And so the more we tell those stories and tell them for the watching world to see, the yeah. more uh, opportunity for people to come to faith in Christ and trust in themselves would be. And so I, I, I would love to hear yeah. your stories and, and, and see how God has been faithful in your life, you know, and mm-hmm. so yeah, I think it would be excellent. We'd we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. And again, the ways you can do that are on Facebook, through Instagram. Uh, you can comment on our podcast, whether you're listening on iTunes, Google, or Podbean. Um, you can email us at the path at lafayettefirst.life. Mm-hmm. All of those ways are opportunities for us to connect, and especially in this time when it's very easy to feel isolated because we're having to stay at home, we're not going out as much. Um, let's connect. Let's yeah. do this in a way that we can be the church. Thank God for the common grace of technology that we can be the church virtually uh, for hopefully a very short amount of time, but yeah. at least for this amount of time, let's not lose the connection of other believers. That's right. Um, But we look forward to hearing from you. That's all we have for today. Until next time, I am Jason. I'm Derek. And we look forward to hearing from you. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Thanks.